0: You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball and happy black and gold Friday to all of you out there in podcast land. Hope you're enjoying this nice Friday afternoon, quite honestly, and I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. I certainly did as well. And you know what? I think in our previous episode, I believe I teased some talk about the Vanderbilt point spread. Never quite got there. Well, we'll certainly get there today, along with our usual uniform analysis that I like to call Project Run Play. And plus, Eli Drinkwitz took himself to task this week, which I thought was interesting, obviously being his hardest critic. But you know what? Let's first talk about some breaking news here. It looks like, according to the word on the street here on the Mizzou Beat, is that Missouri is now going to play Arkansas in eight days. So a week from tomorrow, that would be December 5th, it's now looking like, again, the Tigers are going to take on the Razorbacks in Columbia. Now previously that was Supposed to be a road game in Starkville against Mississippi State. But, well, as we know, the one thing we know about 2020, the card is subject to change. But speaking of rescheduled football games, well, this was supposed to be our homecoming game. It was supposed to be our, our second home game. But now, much later in the season, we've got Vanderbilt here at this point in the season. And the good news is it sounds like this game will be played tomorrow. All the indications are that we're all good for kickoff. Frankly, when Missouri puts out its uniform teases at this point, when they put out those hype videos, that's almost an unofficial, yep, the game's on kind of thing at this point. It doesn't seem like they would put that out if that weren't happening. Sounds silly, but I really think it's true. Now, the thing about the Commodores, honestly... I would have rather, all things being equal, I would have rather played this Vanderbilt team earlier in the season because it seems like the last couple weeks or so, as this season has gone along, they're starting to get it together offensively a little bit. And that makes sense when you think about it. Vanderbilt starting a true freshman at quarterback in Ken Seals. First time they've started a true freshman since Kyle Shermer In 2015, Shermer, a pretty good player in his own right, by the way, had had at least a cup of coffee in the NFL, I believe. And just to get a better feel for how Vanderbilt is playing lately, I went back and watched the majority of that Vanderbilt and Florida game this past week, and overall I came away fairly impressed with young Ken Seals at quarterback. He's definitely got a good arm, for sure. He's got some pretty good... Some pretty good arm talent there for sure. And their offense is actually fairly well run. Now if you remember the Josh Heupel style of offense, this is going to look really familiar to you. Maybe even an Ole Miss style of offense too, you could say. Because a lot of up-tempo stuff, they snap the ball generally with 20 seconds or so left on the play clock, run a lot of run-pass option type plays. They mix in wide receiver screens, of course but they run the football a lot too. Again, with that up tempo is a lot of quick hitting running plays and deep shots downfield in play action. So again, a lot of Josh Heupel like stuff to me. Now, early in the game against a, a definite up and down Florida Gator defense, Seals was doing really well against primarily man coverage. When he just when he was throwing balls to guys on slants, RPO slants, back shoulder fades, that kind of stuff. He started off the game really hot, but then it seemed like toward the second quarter, Florida adjusted their defense in about the most simple way you can imagine. They just started playing zone coverage instead of man coverage. And well, I think he was a little bit confused. He was having trouble diagnosing the coverage there. When he sees it, And he throws it, it looks good. But I think like a lot of young quarterbacks, especially true freshmen at this level, you know, there's some progression that needs to be made there in terms of actually diagnosing different coverages. But I'm just telling you, if you think that this is an automatic win for Missouri, I would caution a little bit because obviously the preparation has been weird. Everything's been thrown off kilter this week. And plus, Vanderbilt is winless this season. That means that they are desperate for a victory. And you know what? Vanderbilt beat Missouri last year under, under somewhat similar circumstances as a double-digit underdog. So I'm sure the guys in that locker room are telling themselves, you know what? We've got a chance here. These guys aren't so bad. Let's go down to Columbia and get a victory. And all this leads me to my take, of course, on the sides. Do I think Missouri can cover that fourteen and a half? to 15-point spread? Well, I'll tell you all about that, but first, a word from Coors Light. Because while we had a great Thanksgiving yesterday with the entire family over at my house, well, to be honest, as much fun as all that is, it's also a lot of work, too. So when everybody's gone and you've finished off your second plate of turkey, well, there's be- there's no better way to unwind and reward yourself with a hosting job well done than a nice, delicious, mountain cold refreshment that's made to chill. And, of course, I'm talking about Coors Light. Frankly, the earned beer is always the beer that tastes just a little bit extra good. So, just keep in mind that Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind after a long Thanksgiving. So, when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get www.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. As you can tell if you listen to this show closely and regularly, I've been quite pleased with this season for the most part by the job that Eli Drinkwitz has done. So I wish I could sit here and tell you that I was really confident that Missouri is going to blow the doors off the Commodores tomorrow and easily cover But to me, anything more than two touchdowns for this Missouri Tiger team against just about anybody is asking a lot. I mean, Missouri, for as much as I've praised Eli's play calling at times, well, he called himself out this week and said, you know what, I got to start throwing the ball more because on first and second downs, we we were definitely conservative against South Carolina that past week. And it made for some difficult to pick up third downs when those runs weren't as effective, obviously, as we'd hoped. So while specifically when it comes to the South Carolina game, I really understood the highly conservative approach there. Now, we could nitpick a little bit here and there, but just in general, I'm glad that Eli's saying that he wants to air the ball out a little bit more. I really am, because as effective of a runner... As Larry Roundtree and Tyler Beatty have been, the simple fact remains that on average you're going to get more yards per pass play than you get per run play. That's just simple math. Now, of course, there's always going to be a law of diminishing returns there if you're literally never running the football. Then the defense doesn't have to worry about staying in its rush lanes. They can simply get after the quarterback and all that good stuff. But I just think in the aggregate I do think Eli probably does need to be a little bit more aggressive and frankly when he gets more of his players more time to install his pro tempo style offense, I think you're going to see you're going to see a lot more of that. You're going to see the ball being thrown around the yard a lot more at Furrow Field over the long term. So again, while I'm fairly confident of a Missouri victory on Saturday, I just think giving more than two touchdowns, is, is frankly an obvious stay away. I just think that's asking way too much. In those type of scenarios, even if Missouri say Missouri's up 28 points in the fourth quarter, maybe they take their foot off the gas a little bit, you could easily see a scenario where Vanderbilt gets a backdoor cover. Just stay away. Just trust me. By the way, I thought the snap counts at wide receiver from the South Carolina game were quite revealing. First of all, Kiki Chisholm led the team with 62 snaps, but close behind him, Toski Dove with 57 snaps. Barrett Bannister, Jalen Knox both played in the 30s in terms of snaps. Nobody else got more than double digits, though. Jay Macklin, hey, he got three snaps. Michael Wilson, five. But most notably, Damon Hazelton only got on the field for one play in this football game. That really speaks volumes to where the staff thinks he is at the moment. I don't know if he's banged up. I don't know if he just has a case of the dropsies, which he seems to have had somewhat this season, but that's all you really need to know about where Damon Hazleton is at this point. Certainly a disappointing season for him. I'm certain I'm certain that we expected more production from him. And I will say just to emphasize that again, while in general I'd love to see Missouri maybe throw the ball a little bit more over the long term. Again, this may not be the week to do it because Vanderbilt, its defense is absolutely putrid against the run. And well, they're just bad defensively in general, but especially against the run, it seems. So if Larry Roundtree and Tyler Beatty are pushing the pile, getting seven, eight yards a carry, well... I'll certainly take that. I'm not going to complain anytime points are being put on the board and the chains are being moved, no matter how it's being done. Also, finally, on offense for Vanderbilt, when they're in a short yardage situation, especially, though, when they get down to the red zone, occasionally they will take Ken Seals out at quarterback and put in Mike Wright, who is much more of the uh, running-style quarterback, I guess you could say. Or at least, apparently, they think that. Let's put it that way. Well, on third and four in that Florida game, they bring in Wright, run a fairly obvious speed option play that's stuffed for a tackle for loss. And I'd just be – I would be really curious – or not curious. I would be really careful, I should say, if I were a Missouri defender – if I'm Ryan Walters and I'm calling the defense, don't go all out against that kid because I just have a feeling, again, this is a game that Vanderbilt is probably desperate to win. So I'd, I'd watch out for a Tim Tebow style, you know, fake the run, jump up in the air type pass or something like that in one of those situations. Just, just, tell, your, just tell Nick Bolton and Devin Nicholson, you know, those type guys, just keep that in the back of your mind. That would be something I would say. And you know what, as I looked out at the clock here, we're, we're, we're running out of time much too quickly on this show, as usual, but that's okay. We're having fun, so after this break, we'll get to more Mizzou basketball news and notes as well as Project Run Play. Now, candidly, I may not have been the target audience for the parody this week on the hype video for the uniforms, the uniform reveal video. I don't even know if it was a parody i just I thought I saw somebody saying that who watches a lot of cooking shows that that mimicked a, a bit of a production style of of some type of famous cooking show that I gathered, but regardless it was. Once again, just the, the production values on this video, on these videos, are really astonishingly high. I mean, there are some time and money and effort being put into these things. I mean, these one one and a half minute videos, really impressive stuff. It's well edited, the sound is great, it all looks great, the lighting is great. Cauldron off Easter, as usual, just looking really fresh in his all black uniforms. And we gotta get this guy in sag, by the way. Is Cauldron off is he getting is he getting benefits at this point? Because he sure he certainly should at least have a dental plan, let's put it that way. But seriously, on the uniforms, just Mizzou's basic all black get ups for the past, you know, seven, eight years, whatever it's been. But of course the headliner's gotta be the helmet, the same helmet the Missouri wore against Kentucky. And it's very much just a, a combination of sort of your Chase Daniel, Brad Smith era helmet with just a new flair. Just that, the 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 diamond pattern in the middle of the striping is just, it's just beautiful and it's an awesome touch. And frankly, while I obviously love the content, give me all the content with these uniform reveals that you can get. But if you put a figurative gun to my head and told me, well, you have to pick one helmet that Missouri has to wear for for the end of time, basically, that they've worn the last few years. Well, I think I would pick this one. And it really seems like Missouri has embraced the Rock M this year. Not the Rock M, I'm sorry, the Block M. Yes, the Block M is finally back in full force. It seems like Missouri is really leaning back into that after getting away from it for a few from for a few years there. Ironically, because, well, it's recognize, you know, Michigan. Everybody associates the block M with Michigan, even though they don't have a block M on their helmets. That's always been the irony of that. But anyway, enough about the get-ups at this point. Obviously, this is an important week for Missouri. If they can win this game, they'll get to 4-3 and three and put themselves in a pretty good position to play in an entertaining bowl game. I've seen them projected to go to Las Vegas, I've seen them projected to possibly go to Nashville at this point. The Outback Bowl is maybe in play. So we've got a lot of, you know, fairly attractive bowl destinations here. The problem is the Pinstripe Bowl has now been canceled, and that is the eighth bowl that has been canceled to this year. So now we're down to 35 total bowls. And just just so you know, the Pinstripe Bowl was an ACC. Big Ten matchup, so we're not talking about some rinky-dink bowl game here that no one would have necessarily given a crap about. Frankly, in this very weird season that we've all just endured, I—I I have, gosh, have I even traveled anywhere in this season? I, I was looking forward to possibly doing a bowl trip this year for the first time, and you know, since I since we went in '97 to San Diego, so yeah, I, I just. Basically, long story short, I I hope the entire bowl season doesn't get canceled at this point, or at least a huge chunk of it, because boy, eight bowls already—that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty rough looking trend already. I don't want to I don't want to see that chart, quite honestly. And by the way, on some basketball news, not entirely Mizzou related, but a little bit, because well, guess what? There was a lot of Mizzou fans. I think including John Sunvold, he may have been the leader of this contingent, was really pushing hard from Missouri to sign to hire Bruce Pearl. And now I'm realizing, now wait a second, I think Sunvold was more of a Huggins guy than Bruce Pearl. So, John Sunvold, we'll leave you out of this, pal. But regardless, the point is, I think a lot of Mizzou fans, and understandably, were hoping for somebody like Bruce Pearl to be hired to coach the Tigers. And obviously, Bruce has done well at Auburn. Let them do a Final Four. That's a heck of a, that's a, heck of a result for, for a non-basketball school like Auburn. But guess what? Well, the Tigers, the Auburn Tigers, that is, just announced a self-imposed postseason ban for their basketball team this season. So you know what? You can have Bruce Pearl and you can have Will Wade and all of the, frankly, shadiness that comes around them, and you'll get some short-term results. But long-term, after a few years of that sugar high wears off, I'm not sure that in the long-term your program is actually in any better shape. It'll be interesting to see how this whole Will Wade thing plays out down at LSU, obviously. It'll certainly be interesting to see how the Bruce Bruce Pearl era in Auburn plays out as well. Because while certainly the Bruce Pearl era, just in terms of his seasons there, has been an obvious success, We'll see what happens when he's gone. That's, to me, going to really be the standard. So with all that being said, I will see you all tomorrow afternoon after the Vanderbilt game. I'll have a recap for you. Why? Because I love you and you need me. That's why. That's why I'm coming through for all of you on this Thanksgiving weekend with some extra work. So until then, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.